You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. As Christians, we have a responsibility to submit to civil government. Know more about this message by Pastor Ryan Gidor. It is amazing to once again start this uh, first installment because I believe that God has a message for us. We have a brand new series and our creative handle is... Uh, a denim, okay, that speaks of authenticity. And right here we have a brand. And I just can't help but also um, really appreciate that uh, indeed we would want to uncover uh, this series uh, with uh, really uh, the right understanding that at the end of the day, um, there are a lot of brands out there, okay, uh, five, ten years ago that we can differentiate uh, a Rolex from a Rolex, okay? Or Adidas from Adibas or Nike from Hikey, okay? Or Levi's 501 to Lives 501, okay? And uh, things has evolved for the past 10 years. You can't even compare uh, an authentic one from what's not. And that's really uh, hard to figure out. And thus, you have to wear it, use it in order for you to really distinguish if what you're wearing is something authentic. And same thing with Christianity. We can't really at times... Uh, really difference an authentic Christian, an authentic believer from somebody who's not. And it will uh, cause you to uh, really take so much time to get to know the person, get to know who he is in order for you to know that uh, the person is somebody who has really living um, really what he believes to uh, be true. Many people claim that they are Christians, but their lifestyle doesn't match up with their Christian faith. They just want to talk and talk but not uh, are willing to walk the talk. This preaching series will tackle on how followers of Christ should conduct ourselves in manner worthy of the calling. And the next three weeks, we have responsibilities. And this is what we're going to talk. Today, we'll talk about the responsibility uh, towards the government. Two weeks from now, we'll talk about responsibility uh, towards others, the people uh, around us and our neighbors. And week three, uh, responsibility towards the weak in faith. People in church that are having a hard time and are struggling, people like us has a responsibility. So if you're coming here, you're not just uh, part of this gathering. God has given you a responsibility because there are people who wants to know God in a deeper way and you can be that uh, person. And for, uh, four weeks from now, the last week of this installment, we will talk about our responsibility to people who doesn't know God. And I know that some of you here, you do appreciate that somebody went out of his way to share the gospel. And that's what we're doing here in Victory. We're not just meeting in a comfortable space. We want to reach out to people who doesn't know God. Amen? Yeah. And God will use you. Okay? So I uh, hope that you, you do understand uh, where this message series is coming from. And today we'll talk about civil government. And I just can't help. A lot of us here, uh, we have already an idea, okay, how we go about a civil government. And, and, and just like you, okay, um, I love authority. How many of you here, you love authority? You love that you are in position, you're the president, you're the CEO, you're the senior pastor, you're the leader of your household. You want to be in authority. Come on now. That everything, okay, that you do, okay, uh, from your own angle, from your own perspective, it is totally accurate and correct because you are in that position. Am I correct? Do you understand? And people would, would at times be very, very comfortable, especially people who want to always be in control. I am always in control. I would tell my children to, to, to take a bath, uh, eat, and, and, and uh, really uh, do their, 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 their school work because I'm the leader. I tell them what needs to be done and they need to follow. But that's not, okay, uh, what just a father is all about. But I realize that being the leader is something that I'm comfortable of. But a lot of us here, okay, when we are not in authority, when we are not the leader, 
we question people in authority. But we don't want people to question us if we are in authority. Am I correct? We are people who are submitted to a certain authority. We, we tend to question other decisions. We have this critical eye to people in leadership that we always would find fault and really be critical about their, uh, their ways. And sad to say, uh, it has been embedded in our system. It has been programmed in us that at times we are uh, really individuals that are very, very critical when it comes to people in leadership and in authority. And sad to say, to bring it further, okay, when we are not in authority, we find fault people in authority. We what? We disagree with them. And when we disagree with people in authority, we disregard the rules of people in authority. Do you understand? When you disagree with someone in authority or the civil government, the tendency is that I don't agree with this person, so I would disregard the things that comes out of his mouth. But we need to understand that beyond just having that position, there is something far bigger that we don't really understand. So if you're here right now, there's a tendency for you to disagree with people in a civil authority. I want you to know that there's a tendency for most of us here to disregard the laws of that uh, uh, government. And thus, a lot of us, we catch ourselves okay, beating the red light. Not because we choose to beat the red light, because we just don't respect the delegated authority. And the possession of, of, of the government official goes beyond just having the possession. That's what we're, we need to talk about. Thus, I believe with all my heart that when Apostle Paul was writing this letter to the Christians in what? In Rome, from the book of Romans, he was simply stating what needs to be done because the book of Romans is divided into two parts. The first 12 chapters has a lot to do with doctrines and teachings. Things that you read in the Bible, things that you absorb from the Bible, things that we adhere to. Chapters 13 to 16 has a lot to do with how we need to live, translate whatever we've read to our daily living. A lot of Christians are just Christians by danguso, but not the puso. Do you understand? They just love to talk about Christianity. You can hear them uh, sing worship songs, and, and, and they're just so religious, and I have nothing against it, but I hope that you apply everything that you learn from the pulpit into your daily living. And that is the reason why we want to encourage you to bring your Bible. Because most of the time, if, if you don't bring your Bible in church, there is a higher probability, and I hope I'm wrong, there's a higher probability that you don't want to read your Bible at home. If you're not bringing your Bible in church, there's a possibility that you're not reading your Bible at home. And I'm talking to Christians outside of this gathering. Am I correct? We read our Bibles. Amen? So I'm going to read right here, okay, in the book of Romans. Okay? In fact, this book was written in the peak of persecution where Nero would uh, use Christians okay, uh, as an entertainment. He would put Christians on a stake, hang them, feed them to lions, okay, and make fun of them. So I just can't understand why Paul would not write a letter of rebellion, of endorsing that this is not the kind of leadership that we, we want to support, that the Bible says that we need to live in peace. Why is this leader trying to make a big mess out of our, uh, of our city? But Paul was very, very keen, and he wrote this letter, okay? And I just can't understand why in my first glance, why would Paul, okay, in a way, side with the civil government? In Romans chapter 13, verse 1 to 7, you have your Bibles right now? Wow, 
Some of you, you can memorize. Thank you very much, okay? You are an encouragement to me, okay? So bring out your tablet. Verse 1, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. Every person. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by? By whom? By God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have not fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. Verse 4, for he is God's servant for your good. People in authority, mayors, counselors, senators, are what? Are instituted by God. It was God who placed them. And some of you probably can't imagine. Pastor, it was the devil who placed them in that position. The way I look at things, it was the devil. I want to correct you. It was God. Okay, It's written in the Bible. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. In verse 5, Therefore one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. Verse 6, for because of this, you also pay taxes for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Last verse. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. Can we just take this time right now to bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful moment. I pray that your presence be in our midst right now and I do pray that you'll speak to the hearts of each and every person in this room. Lord, today, I ask that even you will minister to each and every one of us, that you will speak into our hearts, cause us to look at the know that you're in control of our lives. Thank you that indeed you are a sovereign God, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. At the peak of really chaos in the society, Paul wrote this letter, and, okay, and, and Paul... Okay, when, when he was writing this letter, there was a, a moment where the government is unsavory and unpleasant. So there is a tension right here. Why would Paul endorse the government? In verse 1 of chapter 13, let every person, no one is exempted, be subject to what? To the governing authorities. Every person, no one is exempted. So if you think that you're somebody above the law, all of us are under the law, so therefore nobody is exempted from this. Be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority. No authority except from God. So all authorities, whether civil government, in your household, in your company, it was God who placed your boss in that company. If, if, if you can understand why your father, okay? Okay, is a bit unpleasant. It was God who placed your father in your family. It was God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Whether uh, public officials or uh, public leaders or, or private leaders, uh, it was God who placed them. E even leaders uh, uh, in, 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 in the private sector, God was the one who placed them. Even security guards in the mall, it was God who placed them. And for some of us here, when we interact with security guards, we have this, what, demeaning look, Okay and a condescending voice. Why do we do that? Because you think he's just a nobody, am I correct? Do you understand? Again, not people in this room, but outside of this gathering. Do you understand? Why are we like that? Because we think he's just an individual representing himself. Ladies and gentlemen, that security guard is representing God. 
It was God who placed him there. And that is very, very important that we know all of these things because at the end of the day, the way we treat people in the government, people in possession, is the way we treat God. Amen. Because God works in what? In human form. Whether the person is good, bad, or ugly, God is going to use that leader. So if you're here right now, you're saying, Pastor, I just don't agree. People are what? Are corrupt. Yes, it was God who put that person. It was God who instituted. It was God who appointed. Authority to rule comes from God. But it is not the responsibility of God if a person would commit bloopers and blunders. How many of you here, you believe wherever you are right now in the season of your life, it was God who placed you there? Amen. But all your bloopers and blunders are not God's responsibility. Amen. Same thing with civil government. That is why it is important that we comprehend all of this because the Bible says that all governing authority are ordained by God. Take note of this. The mayor in your city, the councilor, the city councilor, the barangay captain, it is God who placed that person in the possession. How about this senator who is a womanizer? Yes, it was God who placed that person. This corrupt official, it was God who placed that person in that position. Because whether you agree or not, God is responsible for these things. Thus, I want to give you some examples right here in the Bible that proves to show that God is on top of everything. But at times we, we question the things of God. Wait, God is working okay, in the midst of all of this. Because if you look at right now the, the life of King Cyrus, okay, in Isaiah 44 verse 28, who says of Cyrus, yes, this guy is an evil person. He is my shepherd. Okay? Some translation, he is my pastor. Do you understand? Here, he is my shepherd and he shall fulfill all my purpose. Cyrus, an evil person, was what? Was placed by God in a position to be a shepherd. Another person right here. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. In Jeremiah 27 verse 6, Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. My, think about this evil king. God called him a servant. So it proves to show that God places people in a position. And the civil government and our city officials are people that has been instituted by God. Therefore, we bless them, we respect them because we bless and respect God. There are times I do agree, I am also human. I have and have been tempted to say something negative against a government official. There was this mayor in our city that I was so guilty of, he repented of my sins. I was cursing him almost every single day because he is also my father. Yes, a government official. It's not easy for me, and I repented because I realized it was God who placed my father to be my father and to be the father of our city. I know who he is. I know his life. But that's not for me to judge. It is God. My responsibility is to see what's good with this man because the Bible says when we honor, we find what's good with a person and we bring out the best. So if you're here right now and you can't find anything good, uh, good about our government that proves to show that you have been so critical with our government, stop for a while. Yes, they're not perfect and nobody is. 
pause for a while what's good with our civil government and you begin to capitalize on that because whatever you honor will grow. Whatever you want, you celebrate, it is always repeated. Whatever you honor will bloom. So if you want a better Philippines and you're part of it, if you want our Philippines and our country to recover, do something about it. Use your tongue for our advantage. Say something right. Amen. At least before you die, you did something right. Amen. But most of the time, we always blame our president. We always blame our senators. Why can't you just open your mouth and say something right? You start with traffic enforcers that you meet every single day. Tell them that they're efficient. Though at times they're not, just confess it. Say it until they make it. Do you understand? There's another guy by the name of Pilate. Jesus Christ was interacting with this man, John 19. So Pilate said to him, you will not speak to me. Do you not know that I have authority? I am powerful to release you and authority to crucify you. And Jesus Christ said in the same chapter, Jesus answered to him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. It was God who gave you the power and the authority. So whatever is happening with, with our politicians, no one thing. God is in control. God knows whatever He is doing. The problem with us, because at times we question the will of God, we what? We do our own thing. We find our, uh, our, our own solutions. Wait. Okay? Wait and just allow God to do His thing. You might not agree with what's happening in our government, but our responsibility, the Bible says, is to continue to honor them, bless them. I'm not saying that we should not question them. Because I believe that we have the right to question. But before we question, know this one thing, okay? That when things doesn't make sense, God is doing something more than you know. And a lot of us here, we think, Lord, you're not in control of our, you're in control of my family, but not of our civil government. God is the Lord of your life. God is the Lord of your finances, your business, your marriage, including this country. This country is too small. God, with a flick of a finger, he can change our economy, entire economy. He can change our country. We can be the tiger of Asia once again, but the Lord is teaching us something that we learn how to honor people in the government. Amen. God works through authority and because we don't always understand authority, there's a tendency for us to say our peace and do our own thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about time that though we don't understand what's happening out there, we choose to stay where we are because that proves to show that, Lord, I will not move because I know you're moving. I will not react because you're doing something. I don't know if you're familiar with this image the backside of what? Of an artwork. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't look good, but that is a tapestry. The front side is this image. And some of us here, we look at life with so many chaos and we don't understand what's happening because you only see one angle, one perspective. But I hope that we take the perspective of God. We take this angle and we see, Lord, yes, you're working. But from my own perspective, I have all the right to react. Lord, it's not really doing well. Our economy is down. Lord, I just don't understand. Let me do my thing. Let me blame people. Let me react. 
Let me say my piece. It's valid that I can react. But once you see the perspective of God, you'll keep your mouth shut and you will choose to what? Trust the sovereignty of the Lord. And ladies and gentlemen, God is at work. Not just in our civil government. God is at work in your life. Can you say amen? And that is the reason why let us not react. We constantly respond. And if you look at your life, you've been through a lot. Every time you react, you get into trouble. Amen. But every time you respond, you witness and see up close and personal what God is presently doing in your life. It's a simple advice, but it will radically change the way you look at your life. Romans 12, 1 verse 1, let every person be subject to governing authorities. Verse 2, therefore whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. And at times, we catch ourselves reacting to situations that we don't respect people in civil authority, but the question are we not really respecting people in authority or we just are in fear that they're on their own? Ladies and gentlemen, they're not on their own. God placed them and God can remove them. God is in control. And a lot of people has uh, reacted to uh, my, my posture on this. What? So pastor, can't we just react? Can't we just say our peace? Can't we just already march and, and, and on the streets and and, and announce, okay, to the whole world that this is what we stand for. I have nothing against your decision. But I hope you're sensitive with what God is doing that is working in our midst. And though at times we have so many questions, and I encourage you to ask questions, the problem with asking questions is that you don't have, you don't have okay, what it takes to monitor the condition of your heart. The more you ask questions, and there is nothing wrong asking questions, but the more you ask questions, the more you become critical, the more you disagree. And the more you disagree, you become more what? You disregard the law. There is a tendency for you, okay, to miss, okay, what the Lord wants to do in your life in our civil government. Even Apostle Peter and, and all the apostles, okay, okay, said, that at the end of the day, we're not here to tolerate men and condone their wicked ways. We are here to honor God. Thus, Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. We exist to honor God. But there are really situations in civil government or if you're a businessman, that you're deadlocked. You don't have any other choice but to give in and pay whatever they're asking in order for you to uh, uh, gain favor from them. How many businessmen in this room? No, I salute you, appreciate you for sticking your neck out. I know it's not easy out there. But when tempted to disobey, okay, we have a what? A guideline right here that we can follow and use in order for us, okay, to have a sound decision. And I can't help, roughly about a year ago, I was already pastoring Bacolod. On my way here, I, I was driving a car and uh, I, I was surprised that Manila has traffic rules. Because in the province, we don't have one. No, 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 no. But, but I, I, was, I was surprised when, when a traffic enforcer asked me to park my car. And I lowered the window of my car, and he asked me questions. And I was surprised when he found out I'm from Bacolod. 
I realized the guy must be prophetic. Okay? The guy must have seen my future and my past. Because he asked me with a very simple question, uh, alam mo ba yung ginawa mo? You know how I, I, I reacted? I told him, um, hindi ko po alam ang ginawa ko. Ano ba ang ginawa ko? And I, 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 I obviously he knows I'm from Bacolod. Do you understand? And I'm Ilonggo. But my, my posture was to admit my personal sin. I lowered the window and I told him, oh, sorry lang, kids, uh, sir. Patawad lang, kid. Okay? Sorry. Do you understand? And I appealed to him, sir, I know you're not corrupt. You're not going to, in fact, ask money from me. You know, you know, this is not just, this is just more than reverse psychology. You're speaking life. You're not this person. The Lord will bless your life. You don't have, need money from me. And in fact, you can't solicit anything from me. I'm a pastor. I don't have much. I'm just kidding. And, and uh, uh, he, he was very, very surprised with my reaction. I told him I'm a Christian. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really give in to your invitation. Okay? And I, I don't bribe people. And you can't bribe me. And that was how this, okay, uh, uh, really counsel is applicable to our daily living. That when we just own our mistakes, ang iba sa atin, once we lower the window of our car, hindi mo ba ako kilala? In my own dialogue, hindi mo ako kilala? I mean, hindi mo ako kilala, no? And, 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 and when we react and we say things, why can't we just say sorry? I know you're right, but people of that possession has this mindset against us. They're always what? They're always bashed. They're always looked down. And you come with an opposite spirit. Things will change. That is what we need in this country, that we always come with a different spirit. The spirit of God. That instead of reacting, we tell people, no, let's not react. That's a good leader. He will be good. If he's not, he will be. We bless traffic enforcers. Some of us, we've been coming to this church and we can just even uh, go out of our way and approach a traffic enforcer and buy him a burger meal. That's one of the best ways we can honor people. Because eventually, because of your understanding of the gospel, you will be involved in changing the culture of this country. Amen. You are so much part of this and it will happen before we all die. Amen. It will happen. We fulfill all legal responsibilities. Some of us here, we want to cut corners and we want to pay people. Yes, there are times that, that you're, you're tempted, but just finish and, and comply to all responsibilities. Seek counsel from our pastor or our leaders. We want to help you uphold the law. And for some of you, you're saying, Pastor, you don't understand my predicaments. We can talk, but one thing for sure, our posture is that we will exhaust all righteous means to do what is right. Thus, our biblical response is to allow ourselves to be under authority. We subject ourselves to governing authorities. Our attitude and response to our human authorities is a reflection of how we fully comprehend the sovereignty of God. How many of you here, you believe with all your heart that God is sovereign? He's in control. He rules. All of us. I hope we see that in the way we treat people in the civil government. Lord, I just don't understand. Lord, I just cannot comprehend. Why should I follow the loss of the land? But Lord, I will do it because I know you're in control. Lord, you are in control. Can we give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand? Amen. He is in control. Romans 13, 7. Okay? Pay to all who 
what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. We want to respond by paying our taxes. I know it's hard. We want to respond by subjecting ourselves to our civil authorities. Thus, our first act to this is to pray for them. And it is written in 1 Timothy chapter uh, 2, verse 1 to 4, Let first of all, I know it's not easy, pastor, okay, this uh, government official from this agency has been stalling my permits and uh, I have, I'm bringing perishable goods to this country. How is that possible? I have 30 employees uh, side by side with their, with their families. Uh, they're starving to death. How is this possible? There is a way out to this. It will cost you to intercede. Not just because you're asking something from God, but as a businessman, it is helping you to develop a life of prayer. Do you understand? Business people, I know it's hard, but one thing for sure, God is on your side. Amen. Let first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Verse 2. Amen. For kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is the outcome when you pray. This is good. How many of you here? The more you pray, the more the, the, the grace of God will be upon your life. People would line up, and here you are. Yes, you will line up, but you know that the favor of God is upon you. How many of you here, you want God to bless your life? You want the grace of God to overflow your life. Amen. Only a few. Amen. Some wants to be cursed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you want God to bless your life. This is the way to do it. And it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, with everything that is happening in our civil government, one thing I know, and one thing I will do to keep calm, because God is in control. Amen. Amen. Because we have a God who is totally sovereign. So not just in your civil government, in your health, in your finances, God is in control. Amen. God is alive. God is working. God will not leave you nor forsake you. He is on top of it in your health. And roughly about 17 years ago, I totally disagree with this concept of the sovereignty of God, that He rules and He is sovereign. You know why? Because 17 years ago, okay, I had okay, an experience that almost cost me my life. I was traveling Okay, from Araneta Avenue, and I was mobbed and stabbed by three guys. I've got scars in my arms. A friend of mine, in fact, my acquaintance died with 34 stab wounds. After 17 years, it is still a case unresolved by our civil government. So if you're here right now, you're thinking, can this civil government be trusted? Now I want you to take my perspective. Do I have the right not to trust them? 17 years of unresolved murder still stands. But I have drawn the line that though I have all the reasons not to trust civil government because of what happened to me 17 years ago, that God is nowhere to be found. That was my reaction. But little did I know that God was in control of my life. I can blame the government. I can blame the civil authorities. I can blame anyone. But I choose to respond. 
And because of that, God has blessed my life. I'll tell you stories after stories that when you respond, you say what is right, when you honor, the Lord will bless your life. In fact, this is not part of my message. I felt like saying this, that when you honor people, it is like moving to a specific place where God is. Honor brings in the provision of God. Honor brings the protection of God. The more you speak life, the more you honor, the more you, you, you validate people. Victory has that, what culture? We honor one another. It doesn't happen overnight. It has to be a deliberate decision. You know why? Because honor brings the presence of God in our midst. So when we honor our civil government, we honor this country. And when this country is blessed, bless who will be blessed? The people in this country. So if you want to be blessed, amen, let's honor civil government. And once we honor civil government, this country is honored. Thus, once again, Philippines will be the tiger of Asia. Do you believe in that? Can we give God the glory? I trust God. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It's written right here. For to us a child is born. This is not just a Christmas passage. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government, all authorities. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, with all the descriptions written right here, it is overarching that in all facets of life, God is present. So wherever you go, God is there. You can call on God because God rules and God is in control. Ladies and gentlemen, keep calm. God is in control. Can we just take this time right now to bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful moment. Indeed, Lord God, your presence in our midst. And you are surely alive. Lord, today, we thank you that you've given us a perspective that more than just what we see in our civil government, it is you who has instituted people in government positions. Even I as a pastor, Heavenly Father, I ask for forgiveness that there are times I catch myself speaking against people in the government. So Lord, as I raise my hand, I repent. Can we just raise our hands right now? Lord, we repent. Even if we did not speak, we, we have uh, uh, really accepted the lies that we will not move forward. That this country is going down the drain and there is no hope for Philippines. Lord, we repent. We ask for forgiveness. Forgive us. And I want you right now to start blessing our government, different agencies, our senators, our counselors, our mayors. Bless them right now. I know it's not easy for us. We don't do this. But there's something good in our civil government that we can start blessing. Declare right now, Lord, bless, prosper, anoint. Lord, protect their family. Cause them, Lord God, to come to place Where there's no other option but you and you alone. Thank you. We bless our city councilors. We bless our even our traffic enforcers. Those who uphold the law, Lord, we bless them. Our policemen, people in the military, we bless them, Lord God. Thank you that today use my tongue. Can you touch your tongue right now? This tongue, Lord God. We'll speak what is noble, what is praiseworthy, what is excellent. Oh God, what is encouraging? 
that every time we see, Lord God, even from afar, we see a traffic enforcer, Lord, we can point our finger and say, bless that man, bless his family, bless his authority. This is the kind of people you're raising in this very hour. That our tongue, Lord God, will shape the future of this country. You can put down your hands. If you are here right now, you have a family member or you're working in civil government, okay, can you raise your hand? Okay, if you're working in civil government, you're working in debt ed in, in the in department, uh, uh, or a family member, can you stand your feet right now? We're here to bless you. We want to stretch our hands and just bless you. Can we give them right now a, a, a round of applause? Come on out. If you are working in civil government or a family member, okay, can we stretch our hands? Can we just bless them? Lord, thank you for these people and their family members. Be with them, oh God. Lord, protect their health, protect their family, give them wisdom and how to manage the land. Even their family members, be with them. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you speak into their hearts, that they will have wisdom, intelligence, Lord God, and Lord, uh, faith to trust you that in the midst, Lord God, of what's happening in our country. We believe that as we rally and pray for these people, Lord, we see a better Philippines. Thank you, Lord God, because we know it is just a matter of time that this country once again We'll be a leader. We'll pave the way. We'll be at the forefront, Lord God, of honoring your name and advancing your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.